Okay, let's let's start. Jim, this is your cue. Oh. Jim is my sound engineer. He's not on this call. <laughs> Welcome aboard to the flight attendant podcast. The seatbelt sign is on. It's going to be a rough ride. Welcome to the Flight Attendant Podcast. I am B, and I'm being joined by one of my good friends, Matt. Um, Perfect, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're just going to talk about some stuff, a, lo- a lot of the stuff that's been going on right now with the, with the furloughs and the payroll protection program. And Matt is very, very active in all that stuff. So I think that his input would be great for our show. So okay. let's get started. Uh, Matt, how long have you been in the industry? I have been, well, it's third year pay. So it'll be three years in August, July, August, That's around that good. time frame. How do you like it? I love it. This year has been a lot different than it was in years past. And we all know that, but right. I, I still love my job. The only, the, the only, the only month I did not was probably July. July was a rough month for, I think, everybody. Everybody, yeah. That was the one, the month that I had to come back. And I was like, why? <laughs> yeah. But- <laughs> why? Right. <laughs> did you flew though, right? During like, uh, when everybody was at home or did you not, like, uh, during like April? And- yeah, I flew through, well, the whole thing. Well, April, um, they canceled all of our lines. So my line was canceled. So I had picked up, I was pay protected. Thank goodness. But I think I only flew one trip in April and then May I was on reserve, but I don't think I flew one time. I sat at home all month, which was really nice. Yeah. And then for and then like- June, June. Yeah. June shortly came back in June. Yeah. How I didn't fly in June. What's how was it in June? Uh, it wasn't bad. I only did like one or two trips and then they were pulling planes out of storage and nothing was on the planes. And it was just, I felt like it was a chaotic mess, but that's just me. So, you know, that's how our industry sometimes rolls. Yeah. I remember like at the beginning of April before they pulled us from our lines, um, the planes were just empty and everybody was like, just very quiet, eerily, and we had like passengers on one side, passengers on the other side. Nobody wanted to be near each other. Right. I remember my last trip in April, I think there were four people coming back. And <laughs> wow. It was, it was like, okay, that was like a ghost flight, you know? Right. So, yeah. Um, and, that, but, and then after, even after July, I decided to stay back on the line. I think you did as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, I stayed back on. I stayed back on. So, yes. And it's been, I hear our text messages, it feels like we've had to have the same experiences as far as passengers goes and having to, um, you know, enforce the mask. And unfortunately, most of the companies are doing really great, most of the airlines, on enforcing and backing up their flight attendants. But the passengers just won't, won't cooperate won't comply and now like like i don't know when this is going to air but right now there's so much going on with dc now too that the faa has to put out pa- statements on how to be a passenger so like, or how to be how to fly like a great passenger and i'm like really how, why are we living in a, a time where you have to remind people it, it's nuts 
It is not such. I mean, really, I saw the the FA press release about you know being uh, charged thirty five thousand and possibly jail time if you had to, if you were unruly on the plane against the crew. And I thought that was great, but it shouldn't like it shouldn't have have to happen. It shouldn't have to happen. No, people should be adults, not five year old children. But sometimes the just my personal opinion. Oh yeah, sometimes the five year olds act better than the adults. Right, exactly. <laughs> so um, you got a furlough letter, right? Uh, it wasn't a furlough. It was a war notice. A so war it was notice, a war like war notice. Yes, like different states in Illinois, you have to get one. Otherwise, they just have to do it. So of course, I freaked out because why would else? I'm, I I tend to be dramatic, so you know whatever. <laughs> and nobody knew what was going on. Um, it was about my class that was about the end of the furlough so you thought okay could i be furloughed i love this job what am i going to do i would have been fine but still i mean it was scary you're like i don't know what's going on and that was in my goodness i can't even remember seems like yesterday because last year was so quick i think it was around july because i remember we were talking about it because july yeah because august yeah 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 they have to do 30 days right that's crazy. Well, I'm glad you're still here. I'm glad nobody got furloughed. Um, so yay, that's good. And then yay uh, from uh, from our airline, at least yeah. From our yeah, our airline, yeah. So what? I know that you're very active and very open about your political stance, which I think is great. And I love it. Um, what do you feel is going to happen in the next few months as far as like people, people coming back and, you know, getting recalled? Because I saw that American um, and United were recalling people, which is great. So American. So that was some of the things that we advocated for after I got the warn letter, even though I didn't get furloughed. I'm like, what can I do? So I didn't really even have Twitter. So I went on there got involved and really realized that that's a really, really great platform to get your voice out there and your, your voice heard. Um, so American and United have recalled all their workers because Congress passed the, an extension of the payroll support program, which wasn't a bailout. It goes to workers first airlines have to pay their workers. They can't, uh, do any stock buybacks. It bans, executive compensation and they have to take um or keep all existing services to all all locations that they serve prior to the pandemic and then with this recent one because they took a few months when people were furloughed they had to uh bring everybody back to that level before the pandemic started now united put out a letter that said they're temporarily coming back so a lot of people were really frustrated because we know it's not over and air travel is still depressed and American was a little bit more optimistic from the people I've talked to and not what I know. So more will probably have to be done because otherwise it could just go back to what happened before. I know definitely something has to be done and with, you know, more testing becoming available soon, I guess the second wave I've heard from some people has been coming from the asymptomatic Pass or people, you know, I know one of my friends right. was asymptomatic, so she didn't even know. Thankfully, she had to get tested, 
but there are a lot of people out there that just don't have any symptoms. And it's a little scary because if people aren't wearing their masks properly, it's just going to continue to come in waves. Exactly. Because people, you know, you can tell people are, I mean, some people take it seriously, but there's, there, there's, there's, I think people have pandemic fatigue for sure. It's been almost over a year. People were locked up and, or, you know, not locked up, but are locked down and people want to go and travel. We saw that over, you know, the holiday season, like flights were packed and, and booked and, but you know, if you refuse to wear a mask, it's going to continue to spread. Right. I feel like I think this country, it's very hard because yeah, it's an instant gratification and everything. But it's interesting that, you know, like people come on the plane and they wipe everything down, even though we've already wiped it down. And then they proceed to put their mask under their nose. I was like, you just defeated the whole purpose of you wiping your area down. What is wrong with you? Exactly. Right. Exactly. I'm like, planes have never been cleaner, but people still, they put their mask down or they'll try to eat the, the one like little peanut for like, five minutes whenever you walk by and you're like, okay, come on, seriously, actively eating or drinking, you can put it back up. It's fine. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it's been, it's been crazy. Have you had any crazy stories happen in the past few weeks, months? <laughs> oh gosh. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I've well, had, uh, I had more than I can count, like that I can tell right I now. I have more than I count, <laughs> but my, my favorite, and this is just, proves to the people that were flying. So I, I buddy bid with one of my really good friends. So last month over Christmas, we were flying um, into Vegas, which you all know everything always happens crazy on the Vegas flight. So in um, the first two seats, we're sitting there. This guy goes to the bathroom like 14 times. And we're like, that's weird. So my yeah. best friend asked him like, hey, are you okay? Oh yeah, it's fine. I have a UTI. We're like, okay, whatever. <laughs> so on final, I go check the bathroom. I'm checking my hair. Let me make sure I'm ready for when we deplane. And I look on the counter and I'm like, am I tired or did something happen in the air? Because this isn't right. I'm like, there was a little baggie with a white substance in it, all tied in like little baggies, like little dime bag things. And I go, is this, is this drugs or whatever? <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, okay. So I told my best friend, I'm like, um, can you go into the bathroom and please look this up for me? Because <laughs> your husband's a cop. Like, you know, like, I don't know. So I'm like, don't touch it. I don't know. It could be, it's a white powdery substance. I don't know what right. that is. Could be right. anthrax, whatever. So she gets gloves on. She's looking at it. She's like, um, call the back. I think this is drugs. So we call the back and he comes up. He's like, yeah, that's definitely drugs. So oh, I have to break sterile cockpit, which if you don't know it, I have to call up front and be like, hey, by the way, we found something in the bathroom up here. We're going to lock off the laboratory because we think we found drugs up here. I, I don't know. I've never dealt with that. Like, how do you even get it on a plane? Right. Who knows? So the people in one A and C, it was a mom and a son. He starts getting really nervous. And so, you know, the gear is coming down and she's like, well, he has a UTI. He needs to go to the bathroom. I'm like, I'm sorry. We can't have anybody go up. We're landing the plane right now. We have that locked down. She's like, okay, well, okay. So when we land and we get to the gate, he stands up and tries to go to the bathroom. My best friend's like, no, the, this one's closed or stuff in there. You can't, you have to go to the ones in the back. If you need to, you can use the ones in the back. So he didn't, you know, he didn't do that. So they're all nervous. We open the door. And at that point, there's not much you can do to prove it. Did it look suspicious? Yeah, right, but there's not course. too much you can do to prove it. So um, 
we opened the door. They ran off of that plane like it was on fire, like on fire. Captain was doing that. They were trying to get a description of these people. It was just, it was just nuts. Ports later, like, yeah, we think we found drugs on the plane oh going into God. Vegas. That's Merry. Great. It was Christmas Eve too, by the way. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Somebody wanted Christmas to be drugs on the plate. <laughs> Somebody wanted to be happy for Christmas. I guess so. I mean, after being locked down for so long, why not? Sure. I just I don't know. Why not? Let's just put drugs on the plate. <laughs> I do wonder how they got. I don't understand. I, I mean, I, all I can think is like if it was like pills, they put it in a pill bottle and that's why they went up and they were crushing it up in the laboratory because they were in like little bags. Like I took pictures of it and sent it to like everybody. I, um, I've had similar situations, not similar situations. I've not, I haven't in, had drugs on the plane. Um, so I haven't to deal with it, but I've had like a, a person out of Denver, right. When, um, marijuana became legal, he was like, just, I don't know. He must've smoked the entire thing before he came on the plane. And he just like, he just passed out and then threw up on himself and he must've mixed it with something yeah. And so thankfully we were still at the gate and we're like, nope, he's got to go. So he got taken off the plane in a wheelchair. It just was, it was pretty ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so I'm sure you had to give your statement to police and write an intense report. So that was, well, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Cause we love reports. Of course. <laughs> Why not? Uh, yeah. Why not? I had to do uh, one recently and I couldn't even file my report because the person emailed in to complain. Um, but she said that we falsely accused her companion that he was drinking his own alcohol, which we know for our airline, that's not allowed, but he, not only did he drink it, we had already told him that he couldn't. And then he, um, proceeded to drink it and then tossed the container at one of my flight attendants. He was like, here, I wanted you to see that I drank the alcohol. It was like, are you serious right now? Okay, perfect. And so then I called the police. You're going to call the captain and he called the, the cops because he was like defying crew member instructions, which is against federal law. He was like, you have no authority. You're a servant. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to walk away. Okay. <laughs> just walk away right yeah that's I'm, how it is right i'm like all right i'm gonna walk away and then I'll, and then so he was met with law enforcement when we landed and then when uh when i got the complaint the complaint email the next day they're like can you elaborate we didn't see any reports and i was like well i haven't filed my report because my trip isn't over yet but this is what actually happened I'm like, if you need anything else, please let me know. I, I just don't understand why people just can't follow the rules. I, I think, I think it's a mix of, you know, it's a mix of, you know, it's not one thing. It's not just a global pandemic. The country's polarized with everything going on. You know, nobody can agree to disagree. Mm -hmm. So now the mask has been, you know, done that. I mean, me and my best friend were called. And that was for the, the um, alcohol thing, not even the mask. This guy had told me, you know, he goes, 
oh, let me ask you, do you believe in the, the uh, not having alcohol on the plane? I'm like, that's, that's what it is, whatever. And it wasn't even directed towards him. And then he goes, well, let me ask you about the widespread voter fraud in Pennsylvania. And I'm like, sir, I don't get into things like that on the plane. Like I don't. And then he's like, blah, 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 blah. Everybody next to him said he was acting crazy, but I'm like, at that point, we're 35,000 feet in the air. Right. Like, don't serve him any more alcohol. So he's getting off the plane. He's like, y'all are effing communists and Nazis flipped oh us God. off. I'm like, <laughs> mind you, that was a few weeks ago before everything happened at the Capitol. So right. obviously this has been building for a while. <laughs> I was like, okay. You're like, what is happening? I was so angry. I was like, oh, what is happening to our country? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, I don't understand. Like, I, I'm trying to, like, figure out how, like, how people, I guess, think. But it's just so left field sometimes. I was like, why? Why do you think that's okay? Like, why? Like, first of all, I'm not going to come to you at your job and talk to you about politics. Second. Right, exactly. I'm not going to say that. Yeah. Much uh, less a random stranger. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm just trying to collect your, I'm just trying to do a compliance walk, sir. Like, I'm, I'm not saying anything. I'm mm -hmm. just doing my job to ensure the safety of you and everybody else on board this aircraft. Right. Right. Did you see the new, um, the new airplane that JetBlue just got? The, um, the a, yeah, it's a A220, I think. Uh, 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 it's supposed to be. No, I haven't seen it, but I've seen, like, I think Delta had one too, right? Or I, somebody else did. I think so. Or JetBlue. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, so, like, I just saw pictures on Facebook. It was, uh, it was pretty, it was pretty decent, you know. Um, they have the, okay. the two, the, the two aft galley or the two aft, um, lavatories, like, like the, um, the new, the new way set up in the 320s and the 319s or the 320s and 321s. But the jump seat is, or at least what, from what I saw, the jump seat like folds into the, into like a compartment underneath the Atlas bins. So there's like, they don't have a half cart. So like where the half cart would go, that's where that's they fold, interesting. fold in the jump seat. But actually it's kind of a little bit more secure because when I've said in that, aft jump seat right in front of the atlas bins i feel like sometimes like the you know if, if we land too hard or something like my my jump seat is just gonna swing open uh, yeah yeah exactly or the little the little um things are <laughs> oh, yeah, hold and there goes the atlas bins flying down the right, thing i'm like oh, right on oh, top of you there it goes yeah yeah um yeah so any news that you found interesting in the past couple of days that you've seen no, just more or less, um, it's really interesting, like what unions have done and what Sarah Nelson has done. You know, yeah. I, I per per profess my undying love for this woman on there and she do. responded to me, which was great, but you know, whatever. <laughs> um, but I mean, she's an amazing woman who fights for like us and she doesn't do everything right, but whatever. She's an amazing woman. And, um, so, uh, you know, I was, uh, found out that, you know, a lot of the government shutdown was her and our union. And a lot of the stuff with the payroll support program was our union. And it's interesting that flight attendants and unions are fighting more for our safety in the air than the government is right now. It is crazy because um, it is crazy that they're like, Hey, we're fighting for this, but that's because we're 
union. So it's, it's very interesting to see that unions do have power and a collective voice. And a lot of people think, oh, I have to be elected. No, you don't. You are the union. Just get your voice out there and get it heard. Right. So I found that interesting that we were, because we circulated a bunch of videos about planes. Like there was a people harassing Mitt Romney on the plane before the mm -hmm. stuff at the Capitol and other people like, I don't care. And now there's a lot of people on the no fly list, which. Which is great. I'm not going to say I found personally funny, but I do. I do. It's personally funny. I'm like, they are. Right. Yeah. I'm like, you, you do this. Come on. No. They did it to themselves. So, so they did it to themselves. Like we shouldn't have to deal with it. And there's right. more calls for like the FAA to look into it. It'd be really hard to be like, before the inauguration like who's going you know so right and we'll i mean I feel i'm like just glad i'm on vacation right and i feel like why um the faa put out that whole if you're unruly to towards crew members like you're gonna be fine and up to jail and like that's good that you know at least the faa is taking our safety seriously in that aspect because we do need it yeah they are and then i feel like and I'm, and I'm not bashing the airline industry in any way, but I feel like the airlines themselves made this happen because they, they have been so customer satisfaction for so long that they've taken away some of, so much of our authority on the plane. So passengers don't want to listen to us. They don't feel like we have the authority to, like, you know, to, you know, they basically what the guy said before to me, like they think we're servants. They're there, you know, we're there to, yeah. and it's not true. Like exactly. We, they, we, we are like the airlines for responders. We're at the last step before anybody tries to make it to the, you know, to the flight deck and they don't see us as that. No, they see us. They see us. Oh, you, you push a beverage cart. That's all we do. I mean, yeah, that is part of our job. Okay. But that's not, that's not what we go to train for, you know? You know, and I, I've told people this before. I said, it really worries me that people can't listen to our basic instructions on a plane. So what, what happens when there's an emergency? They're not going to be, they're not going to listen to us. They're going to, you know, they're going to sit there and do whatever they want because in an emergency tensions are already going to be high. People are going to be panicked. And it's absolutely, you know, crazy that you're right, that airlines haven't had our back and that as unions and flight attendants, like we have to fight for it. Like we have to fight for the rights that, you know, we have and the, you know, to make sure that we are safe because we see it every day. And we've been seeing this for months and sharing this for months. Like, Hey, this stuff has been happening for months. It's about time you start to take it seriously. Right. And I'm, I'm glad that airlines are starting to be like, okay, we're going to take this seriously and ban people because I mean, it becomes a safety thing. You have one person that doesn't want to wear a mask and one person that does, and then they start getting into a fight. I had somebody tell me that in July. Oh, I'm going to call the cops on you. I'm like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> That won't work well for you. <laughs> yeah, I can't. So, just very interesting times. And then at the same time, like if a break, if a fight breaks out, we can't really get involved in that because then otherwise we're incapacitated exactly. and we're unable to take control of the plane. Like it's just not. Yep. We can't. They want. They want us to be for the passenger, but they also want us to keep the safety, which is not always possible to do both at the same time. Because past, like people just don't want to listen. They feel entitled. They feel like they're they're first, and what and only whatever they want matters. So that is that is right. You know, people feel like the me. I don't know if it's me generation or it, it, well, it's people of all ages, really. You know, 
people of all backgrounds that just uh, it's been a different type of person flying during 2020 and maybe it's just me i've only been here three years but i can shave the two years before here it was not like this every few months you'd have something weird but not like every month something happens yeah and i mean it wasn't i mean i've you know i have i've had um the first time flyers the holiday travelers you know the family travelers um but i've never seen it come to this point where just by asking you to put your mask over your nose properly the way that it's supposed to be a like a fight breaks out or like you have to argue with me about it because you can't breathe trust me all of us are in the same boat it's not just you it's everyone It's all of us. If we can be on, you know, 14 hours on a duty day and have our mask on. I'm like, if I can do it for 14 hours, you can do it for two and a half, three hours, an hour and a half, however long the flight is. It's not that bad. Just wear the mask. You, you, you know, you'll be fine. Protect everybody else on board. I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's all you have. I mean, you know, and then you get into the whole social dis. Yeah. Yeah, that whole that whole social distancing on the plane really, really gets to me because there some people are like, oh well, I need to have my own row for social distancing. It's like you can, you have to buy, you literally have to buy, um, like fifteen seats in order to have social distance. Okay, that's how much that's how many seats you have to buy in in order for you to be properly social distanced from everyone. Exactly. Exactly. I had this lady. She this was a while ago. She came back and she's like, Oh, you're not social distancing. I'm like, there's only a few airlines that I know that are even still doing that. I don't even think anybody really is anymore. No, I think everybody stopped. I don't, I don't know for sure. I think everybody stopped. Yeah. And, um, so, uh, yeah, this lady came back. This was a while ago and she's like, Oh, I can't sit in the middle seat because you're not social distancing. And I'm really, really anxious. I go, okay. You know, I go, can I, can I just be, you know, I was really nice. And I said, can I be, you know, honest and blunt with you? Even if you have that middle seat open and somebody there, you're somebody in front of you and behind you, it's not six feet. It's virtually impossible. So she listened and I said, why are you so anxious today? And she goes, you know, could be going to a funeral, like whatever. She's like, Oh no, I have my niece's party to go to. And I'm like, so you have your niece's party to go to. So that's important. But now you're saying that it's our fault that we're not social. You know, it just doesn't make people's, it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> it's like priorities, priorities. Should you be traveling right Priority now? Priority is like, uh, and the, should like you be you traveling said, right now? And like if you, you choose to travel, you chose to. <laughs> right, exactly. And like you said, people are, you know, they're tired of being in the lockdown. They're tired of being home. We totally get it. And if you want to travel, that's fine. But we just make sure like that you're following the rules to keep everyone safe, you know? Right. I mean, it's, it's been, you know, it's been, it's been crazy. And like, you know, seeing what came out of DC, like last week or even this week, it's been nuts to see that, you know, you know, people are having to deal with it. Flight attendants have to deal with this at 35,000 feet in the air. You know, why, why, why do you have to cause a scene on that? Because you have, somebody on your plane that you don't agree with politically, it's not right. It yeah. was just like, you know, it was crazy. So what did you do before? Oh, go ahead. Okay. I was a, uh, I was a, I was a corporate manager. Mm-hmm. So I've seen both sides. So I took a huge pay cut. Everybody thinks we're um, super rich when we do this job. And I'm like, no, that's <laughs> not how it works. And then I commuted from Kansas city into Chicago 
we could go into a whole thing about crash pads, but I don't even want to go into that because I, those <laughs> days are behind me and never again. I feel like that's the topic for another show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that in itself. That's a topic for another show. I could tell you about it's just crash pads. And I met some great people and I've also had some crazy stories. But yeah, it was it was good. So yeah. But I, I love what I do. And so now I'm, I think I'm finally starting to find my voice and yeah. the direction I kind of want to take. And I feel like, um, with, especially with this year and seeing voices. Oh yeah. And I feel like with, um, especially because you have that corporate background, you're able to relate to people differently than somebody that has never had a job mm-hmm. before, which is a lot of our flight attendants. They've never, they've gone straight from college to us and then they don't have any corporate experience. So, you know, their ethical, uh, their ethics or like their work up, you know, the work ethics or everything like that professionalism is not on par with a lot of our other flight attendants who do have corporate experience. Right. And you know, like the thing with, um, there's a thing with United called the forgotten 5,500. I don't know if you heard about that. It was the most junior people that got furloughed, but it was supposed to go up to like 10 to 15 years and they really attacked Sarah Nelson for it. And I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, an airline, you want to have a balance, you know, the goal of the labor movement is to keep capitalism in check to make sure that we're paid, but it's still a business, you know, and they were doing everything they could to save as many jobs as possible. And she was, and that's why the whole government and payroll support program came out. I mean, she never stopped fighting. Like I saw her day after day and I can imagine that woman was tired. She had to have been exhausted from going up to Congress. She's still fighting. She's still doing meetings. She's still doing, you know, she's, She's, she's still fighting. fighting. She's still doing meetings. Yeah. She's, so, you know, she's our, she's our president. So yeah, Sarah, if you hear this, I still love you. You're, you're, you're my intellectual crush, which I already told you on Twitter, which great. Would you ever retweet me? I'm like, yes, I love you. Not in a creepy stalker way. Just in like, I, I respect everything you've done because you're a, I appreciate what you're doing. Cause I see that corporate background that you're a good leader amplifying not only your own voice, but voices of, the industry. And that's really cool to see that somebody does that. So I vote for her for president, but she doesn't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. That we need more women. We need more women in leadership. My feminism. Yay. Yay. We do. Um, yeah, we do more, more women leadership. Oh goodness. So you're off for a few days. Are you doing anything exciting or no, or just going to rest? Um, just cleaning, resting, and then packing. That's it. Nice. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, I have this project. If you can't see behind me that I've been working on that I got for Christmas. It's a... Ooh, I, oh, like, nice. I like that. It's very nice. It's, it, it's a world map that's yeah. like really, really huge. So I got like, I got that part done. Nice. I have half of Russia done, but I have so much more. I'm like, oh my God. That's a really cool project. And then I'm going to put... Yeah, I'm going to put where to next. And then there's like little planes that you can put on and little like there's little uh, the flags of every country that you can put on where you've been. Like this is like a really cool flight attendant gift. So I'm really excited about it. But I'm like, it's a lot of work. I was up late last night. Like, oh, God. The most I have is a cork board with one of those scratch off um, maps on it. And then I have like my tickets from like train rides Mm -hmm. or like museums that I've been to and things like that around it. But I'm still working on because I have I've saved everything pretty much from my trips. And so I just like I have them in a bag right next to it because I'm not done. I'm not done to finish, you know. Yeah, I mean, hey, that's good. I mean, once we can travel again, which hopefully is soon because couldn't go anywhere last year. 
I know. So my bad. Home, European. <laughs> I know. I was like, I'm ready to go to Europe again. But... I feel like, yeah, like we'll we're see. all ready, but we're all, you know, I feel like a lot of us flight attendants are doing our parts and only traveling when we actually have to, or, um, if we do right. doing road trips, I just, you know, did my road trip to New Mexico and South Dakota. So that was pretty cool. Um, other than that, you know, like I'm just staying at home and if I can, I just order my groceries online and go pick them up and that's it. Oh, I didn't know you went to South Dakota. That's yeah. Awesome. So yeah, my I mom and I, there too. my mom just, took, we just like took a quick road trip. We, um, we had to go to New Mexico for some family business. And then from there, I was like, well, it's about a 20, 20 hour ride back to Indiana. Um, or like a 10 hour ride up to South Dakota. And she's like, wanted to go to see Mount Rushmore. So I was like, do you want to go? And she goes like, okay, yeah, we'll go. And I was like, okay. So we just like drove up for the night and then we drove back. <laughs> it was Mount Rushmore is disappointing to me. I mean, that's me. <laughs> like, it's I mean, disappointing. I, I mean, mean yeah, my family's like, from South I, Dakota. When I got up, it was just like a thing that she wanted to do. And we were already on that part of the country. So I was like, we have the car. We don't have anything else to do for the next couple of days. Let's just, you know, get it out of the way. That way I don't have to like do this one road trip just to go see Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yeah, I had family business and went to South Dakota. And that was a, an experience in itself. I was like, okay. I was like, I'm ready to go home, back to Chicago. Right. But yeah, it was fun. It was good right. to see family, but I was like, uh yeah. South just, Dakota is completely different than like the regular, every state's different with the regulations. Yeah. Yeah. When I, when I was there, like hardly nobody, like hardly anybody was wearing masks and, um, they looked at me weird cause I was wearing one. And then when I ordered my breakfast at the hotel, uh, this family just did not have a mask. The one before me just did not have a mask on and they were like touching everything on the counter. And so the, the cashier goes like, are you ready to order? I was like, oh no, I'm just waiting for you to clean the space where they were at. And she goes like, oh. And so she like walked around the counter and like cleaned everything. And then I was like, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> so then I, then I ordered my food. I was like, they, they had, they were breathing, they were talking. They had two kids who would not stop, like just jumping around and they're touching everything. It was, it was crazy because yeah, cause our governor never had a mask mandate and a whole bunch of other stuff. Like it, it was nuts because Sturgis still went on. <laughs> like I was like, that was my first time in a year that I've been back or seen my family. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this state is weird. Cause I'm so yeah. used to Chicago. And my mom's like, you're in the car. You don't have to have a mask on. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I'm just, I'm used to it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I wear it for work. I'm like, I, <laughs> I know trying to wear the mask in the house. I'm like, I, oh, I don't know. It's yeah. It's, I don't know. I had a, I was talking to one flight attendant who said that, um, she had a friend who, whose mom was like, well, you can come see me, but I do need you to self quarantine for 14 days when you get here before you come see me. <laughs> it's like, what? No, I get it. Like, I get it. You want to be safe, but I feel like, um, as long as if you're going to visit like your family, you could have a negative test if they're really worried about that, you know? Yeah, exactly. If they're worried. Yeah. Like my sister, I got mad at her. She's, um, she's a senior in nursing school. So she's been doing like a lot of COVID testing and different things like that. And she actually was COVID positive. And then she's like, Oh, I'm going home to quarantine with mom and dad. I'm like, mom got really sick in February. Oops. I just said her name. Edit that out, please. 
<laughs> no, my sister, she's just, she just, she, she, um, she's like, yeah, she's like, she goes, I, uh, yeah, she's like, yeah, well, I was going to go home with one of her friends and her friend's mom and dad are both doctors. And I'm like, we're quarantined together. My parents never got it, but I guess they kept her downstairs and like, she had to wear a mask in the house and they all wore a mask when she'd go and get food, but my parents never got it. So I'm like, oh, well, that's bad. good. And they're like, yeah, we're telling you about your mom like, we didn't... being sick. Um, yeah, she that. was really, really sick. So my mom takes it a little bit more seriously than, yeah, it's. But still. I, I don't know. It's just, it was weird. Yeah. But still, I was like, oh, see, I'm saying your name again. <laughs> Jim, just edit all of that out. <laughs> just bleep it out. Just edit my name. Just call me, just call me, I don't know. Well, I think we only said your Cameron. name. I said your name maybe twice. Okay, that's fine. Oh, just maybe uh, twice. That's fine. Yeah, just we'll just edit that, bleep it out. <laughs> um, just bleep it out. My name is. Bleep. We'll, we'll find a name to come up with. <laughs> bleep. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's okay. my best friend. My best friend did the same thing when um, he came on to say his story on the last episode. And he, and he was like, he just kept saying my name. And I was like, so I was like, okay, we got to stop. I'm like, you can't say my name. And he was like, shoot. So we just, I think we just edited some of it out. And then, um, and then I was like, if you want to bleep it, if you want to edit it out, it doesn't matter. I don't care. Um, it but, doesn't matter. Right? Yeah. So what are, are you listening to any podcasts besides this one? Of course, because you know, <laughs> no, I just, I listened to the last episode. I haven't yet. There's another one that just popped up. I haven't been really, um, I'm very active on Twitter now. That's like, I don't know. I this crazy when I watched the whole stuff at the Capitol, I saw it before, like they broke into live TV. I'm like, um, this is crazy. Um, but yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't been really listening. I've been reading a lot. I've been reading a lot of books. What kind of uh, books? Just because um first one i read which um is really good it's on modern monetary theory it's called the deficit myth by stephanie kelton because i wanted to know how economics worked because i'm a nerd that way that's very very interesting like about the theory about how the government spends and different things like that and mm -hmm. why they really should be arguing about the money and then my sister gave me a book um it's like uncomfortable conversations with a black man which I'm oh. really excited to read too. So yeah, I was like, okay, she gave me that for Christmas. So I was like, it sounds really, really good. So I'm like, that's pretty much what I do at home. Yeah, that's I started reading The Flight Attendant because I haven't seen the show yet. Did you? What do you think of it? I'm still, I'm st like, I just started it, it, what we can, we can talk about it. It's fine. I don't like, I, I already know the premise and you know, it's fine. Here's the thing with the book, like it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's really believable. They made us all look like drunk sluts, but I thought the TV show did more of that. And the TV show was like, that's not our life. The biggest like reality of that show is when she has her bag and she crashes on her bed face first. I'm like, yeah, that's yep. pretty much my life after a <laughs> three or four day trip. I feel like a lot there of are some good things like the, the mystery part of it's good, but yeah. I'll be, I'm on, I think I'm on chapter like four or five. I really didn't have that much time to read it on my last trip, but I'll probably read it. But I, so I'm in this um, virtual book club with a lot of my girlfriends and, um, and then we um, just started reading Love, Lovecraft Country. 
I still haven't seen the show. So I haven't seen the flight attendant show and I haven't seen this, the Lovecraft um, country show either. So I want to read it and then I'll watch the shows and then I'll figure out. (laughs) Yeah. You'll figure out what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I've been reading more of the like history books. My nerd side's coming out, I guess. I don't know. Getting educated. So I don't like misinform people deliberately. Right. Yeah. Cause we definitely don't want to do that. I mean, I, I really, I think it's wonderful that you're reading like all the nonfiction books. You can inform me later. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'll be like, here you go. I mean, like, like the deficit myth, like if I'm on a plane and really tired, I'll be reading it. I'm like, I can't cause I'm not right, you like can't. retaining that information. I'm like, what did I just read? I don't You read don't the know. same sentence like five times. <laughs> it's really, really interesting. I read the same sentence like five times and I'm like, uh, what? You know how it is. You're like, I don't know. I'm like, yeah. just talk to me. I need to get up and go do something because <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. So it's been nuts. So um, one podcast yeah. that I found that I've just been listening to lately, it's called um, Court The Court Case. Uh, yeah, court case with uh, with James Court, and they just talk about pretty much anything they want, and then they have like a section for relationships, which I think is really cool. Um, but one of the hosts, she wants to be a flight attendant, so um, so I think it's really cute that she listens to us and she likes it. So a little shout out to uh, Sweet Tea um, from the court case, and. Uh, and then the court case I'll have to start checking court, that out. Yeah, he's, they're really they're in there. I think they're a couple, so that they're, they're super cute together. Like their banter back and forth. <laughs> right. I'm like, you know, just put a just put a recorder on the jump. No, we couldn't do that. That oh would God. be, that would be so on the jump seats next to us. I'd be like, uh, everybody would know everybody about everybody's lives. Like you guys talk about yeah i just met you and this is crazy, but here's my life story. <laughs> right. And that maybe after this trip. Right? I know it's crazy. I was was thinking about what your best friend said the other day about you and her and me and my best friend like doing a trip together, and I feel like that would be just incredibly crazy. I don't. I I mean, it probably would. Just like, yeah. I I I just really feel like the way stuff works. Like when you get everybody together, all the crazy stuff happens. Yeah, I feel like I feel like like just the it'd be fun. <laughs> the plane would break down. <laughs> um, I don't know. The plane would break down. We would have like a mutiny in our hands from the passage <laughs> or something. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Like, like after seeing everything going on in the news, I'm like, I am so glad I'm off. I just, I'm just going to so, sit down. So I, was, so I have a trip on Sunday. Um, and then um, I think it's, 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 it's 17, 18, 19, 20. So I get back on the 20th. Thankfully, I don't have to fly through like inauguration and stuff um, or go through that area. Yeah. Um, and I did hear that. I think that's good. Did you hear that Maryland closed? Is it was it Maryland or DC that closed because there was an outbreak of COVID in the, um, at, the at the ATC tower? Um, I don't know if I heard that one, but I heard. Um, and I think that was when I was flying last, which was a little bit ago, um, that Jackson, Jacksonville closed, Jacksonville closed. There's a bunch of really weird delays. That was a while ago, but I didn't hear about Maryland. I'm sure it it was, I mean, it was in that, you know, in the DC area. Well, it doesn't really say anywhere, but it does say there have been 
88 air traffic control facilities have been affected by the virus. That is nuts. And, and I agree with that. And then people wonder why their plane's delayed because you can't fly through yeah. the, without agency. Yeah, so it says that in the D.C. area, they had five positive tests between April and July. And that's the busiest time. So, yeah, they've, ch- they've shut down um, a lot of the areas. And it's a little crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Just be, like I said, people, I feel like we should be tested on the regular just because we're with, you know, with everyone so much. I mean, I just, yesterday for me was day 20 of 20. <laughs> I have worked 20 days. Yeah, I mean, you could. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, yeah, we should be tested and you don't hear about a lot of flight attendants because, you know, we get, we get a sniffle and we're like, okay, this is normal for us because we're, you know, you're the first year you're like sick all the time. And then you're like, I'm not sick anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, just cause you're exposed to so much. Yeah. I definitely think we should be tested. I think, you know, we should be tested more because we could be spreading it unknowingly. How many times have we been around people? But I know in Illinois, we're phase 1B, which hasn't came out, and we are definitely in line next for the vaccine. So yeah, that's, that's a, good that's at least. Good. Yeah. I know a lot of people that don't want to take it. And I was like, but I'm like, you know what? Let's just not even get into that. <laughs> Let's not get into it. You know, that's, I guess that's your choice. But, you know, if it prote- yeah, I've, I've heard that too. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I'll probably do it just because yeah but that's just my personal preference so we won't get into that right get into politics like we don't get into the plane i feel like drinking the the airplane coffee just makes you immune to pretty much anything it it does Uh, yeah it does i mean i've drank it so much too because i've just started intermittent fasting to lose my covid weight so like i can't eat until like 145 this afternoon so i drink coffee because you can right so that's probably why I sound like a little bit like hyped up because of that. <laughs> You're like, I have coffee. <laughs> a coffee. I'm hungry. <laughs> Give me some coffee. Yeah. I just, as you know, I told you, I got home at three o'clock in the morning last night. So I just woke up too. So it's all right. It's all good. You're like, yeah, it's like the time is made up anyway. It doesn't matter. Exactly. I don't drink yeah. the coffee on the plane. Right. You know, I bring my own stuff, but I do uh, drink tea um, on the plane, which is, I guess, just as bad because you're drinking the same water. <laughs> you're drinking the same water. I mean, it's hot. I mean, you know, hopefully it kills off half the stuff, but whatever. Right. I mean, if I drink too much of that plain coffee, though, my stomach is like, I'm like, I don't know what I just drank today, but it's probably not good. <laughs> That's funny. Because now we're getting into just random crap about our life. Like, okay. <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> um, so this is the part where we have a gossip galley and uh, we didn't give you guys one last week, but um, we're just going to put in Millie's and mine Italy trip that we've been talking about forever. So that way you guys can f- know what happened in Italy. And that's a pretty juicy story. This is our infamous Florence. Good old Florence. I don't even know if I should even talk about this. God, I know this is probably going to come back to me later with somebody. I mean, like, you never told me this story. It's like, well, you really don't need to know about this story. Well, we don't have to say specifics. 
We went to a bar. We did. No, we, we went. went to, well, we went to dinner. Yeah, we met. We met some guys, and I had told him that I wanted that. I, the the only thing that was missing from my trip was tacos, and he was like, "What are tacos? <laughs> I don't know what tacos are over there." So he, right so he goes like so i explained to him what tacos were and uh and he goes like you want me <laughs> he's like you want meat it's like i can't give you that but i can get you meat that meat was good though that meat was really good oh my gosh it was so good and then your friend was like, was he shy to come into the restaurant yeah at first he was he was like oh well i'm not like really dressed for it i'm like you're dressed fine. Just come on in. <laughs> <laughs> then we went to the bar. Those, did you have, was your cocktail good? Because mine was really good. I mine was very mine. good. Mine was very good. We had two more after you left. <laughs> and then the bartender came. So this is what happened. Because I always feel like you don't, you think I just up and left for no, no reason. So this is what happened. The bartender, after giving us our two drinks, was like, hey, guys, we're about to close. It's, you know, closing time, so you got to do last call. We did last call. Still, you didn't come back. I was like, wait, she doesn't have her umbrella. It's raining. And then so I was like, I got to text her to find out where she is. But there was no freaking Wi-Fi well, the thing at the like, restaurant. Well, like, I don't, like, I also, the time for me is very blurry because... When I came back, the bar was still open. Yeah, they were telling us that the bar was closing. Because, like, that when was, I... That's why I was like, what? Because, like, the bartender was like, yeah, and maybe it's because... You guys speak Italian? there? Yeah. But no, like, it's because we were sitting in his car outside the bar. After, like, we went in, we went in, and there's people still in there drinking. So we're like, okay, so where yeah. they go? So we walked to the end of the street, and then we walked back, and then we sat in his car... And I don't think I ever told you this, but that night my cell phone bill racked up to three hundred dollars just what? so I could find you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> right. Because I kept having to take it off airplane mode to try to text you. And what it never really dawned. Well, I didn't and, even have service. Well, exactly. I was like, when she gets to Wi-Fi, she can like find you know these text messages. Yeah. So and like, the thing- I remember I told him, I was like, I need Wi-Fi and I need Wi-Fi now. Where is the nearest location? Take me now. And then he was like, well, I live right up the street. And so he didn't like- live right up the street. <laughs> okay. Well, the thing, the thing that never dawned on you and I is that they both spoke Italian. They both lived in Florence. They could have they called could each other. Exactly. They could have exchanged numbers. And we, we never, never thought, thought of that. It. Three years later. Woo. Boom. The like, I remember when we both were like, bitch, they could have called each other. We could have avoided all of this. All of this. $300. No. <laughs> so I remember it was kind of far. And then so I started feeling very uncomfortable since it was becoming a little far. And I was like, dude, this isn't right up the street. I don't know what to call right up the street. You sound like New Yorkers. <laughs> it is not right up the street. <laughs> and then he was like, yeah, I live here. And he definitely had like a super dope apartment like it was like those that you see in like the french movies where like you have the sliding walls and like the opening like bookcases to go out in their balconies and stuff it was definitely cool 
So that was an experience. But I remember I was like, I finally got to the Wi-Fi and he's like, do you want something to drink? I was like, no, I need to text my friend. <laughs> I need to know where she is. I don't well, know finally. what she <laughs> And I was like, what if she's been topped up into beds already? Oh my God, what's happening? Oh my God, what's to her mom? You were having- her mom already <laughs> hates me. <laughs> you were having like a moment from hostel, I'm sure. And I was the same though, because I came back and I was freaking out. I was like, I can't lose her in Florence. Like this is not happening. So when you finally got back to me and gave me where you were, we went there and, and I, I remember I, you texted me. I'm here. I went downstairs. I walked up and down the block and I still didn't see you. And I was outside and I was like walking up and down. Like I walked, like I, I got there and I walked up and down. I got back in the car and then, um, we, like, I still didn't see you. And then, um, and then I was, and then this guy sweet as can be, he goes like, I'm sorry, but I have to work in the morning and it's getting really late. I need to take you home. And I was like, no, you can leave me here. It's fine. I'm going to wait for her because I don't know where she is and I can't go home without her. Yeah. And I was like, where are you? And then that's when you're like, I got to go home. I was like, what? <laughs> what? Where are you? Yeah, I mean, because, you know, we like waited and I waited and I waited and I see Yeah. You. And we and so then outside for a long time too. Like, and I, so then I, I was like, you. And so then I was like, okay, it's like, finally I gave up mm -hmm. and then we had, you know, our train to Naples the next day. And yeah. so then I got to the, back to the Airbnb and that's when you were like, finally, it's like, where are you? I'm like, well, I'm back at the Airbnb. Thankfully I kept the keys. Yes. Uh, yes. Thankfully. The one time I actually appreciate you keeping the keys, right? not like a sue. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like. It was so, I was, and then you're like, okay, I'm on my way. And I'm like, okay. He's like, are you going to, and you, you, we were like, are you going to wait up for me? I'm like, of course. Yeah. And that's, that, that was my biggest worry. And then eventually I stumbled upon the house. Right. <laughs> right. So, so I guess that, I don't know, maybe you got lost or whatever, but I'm like every, I was like, I was standing in the, by the window, I was packing and stuff. Cause I was like, I need to stay awake. I was really exhausted. I'm like, I'm going to wait for her. I got to stay awake. So I packed everything. And then I was standing by the window and I'm like, is that her? Is the car there? Is that there? Like when I, when I finally saw a car stop in front of the Airbnb and you when got I out, you, I was like, yes, exactly. Alive. <laughs> I was like, <sighs> but when I was like, when I would see cars drive by not stop, I was like, oh my God, I don't even know how to go about this. Who do I contact right now? Like. What do I do? What do I do? Like, what I'm going to have to call her mother. Right? I'm going to have to call her mother. Same thought with me, though, <laughs> for you. I was like, oh, man, this bitch done got taken, and now I don't know how to explain it to anybody. I'm just, I'm going to move somewhere else. I got to go. I don't know. But it's, you know, and it's so unlike us because we travel, yeah. like, we, we do, we get up early and we do our thing. And then by 10 or 11, we're back at the Airbnb ready to go to sleep. Exactly. Going back to her old topics, like always tell somebody where you are. That was it, guys. I hope you enjoyed our Gossip Galley for today. And we see you guys next week. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. It's at Stay Safe, Fly Safe. On Instagram, at The Flight Attendant Podcast. 
Uh, we also have the flightattendantpodcast.com and you guys can send us your emails there, um, your, your, your galley gossips and everything like that. Anything, any info you want to put in, any comments, questions, concerns, if you want to be on the show. Other than that, Matt, do you have anything else to say? I do not. Stay safe. Hopefully 2021 is better than that mess of 2020. And hopefully this is all over soon. Yeah, thank you for coming on. And everybody be... Yes, thank you. You said, and everybody be what? I said, everybody be nice to your flight attendants on the planes and control your behavior, please. <laughs> be nice. We appreciate it. And be nice. We don't want a $35,000 fine for you. <laughs> I always tell them, like, do you really want to... I'm really looking out for you. <laughs> <laughs> I tell them, like, do you really want to lose your flying privileges just because you can't keep a mask on? Come on, guys. Let's just be better than that. Come on. <laughs> You just be better than that. Let's show that we are still, we still have some humanity left in us. And we can still be nice to each other. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, fly safe. Or, uh, All right. Fly safe, stay safe. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.